Hey everybody, this is Solidarity Wyoming, a program about issues in the state of Wyoming produced from a working class perspective. On today's episode, Sarah talks to a barista at the Starbucks here in Laramie about some thought-provoking issues. According to this person who wishes to remain anonymous to avoid retaliation against them at work, the local Starbucks preparedness to open back up during the COVID-19 pandemic is decidedly mixed. We should remind our listeners that we're simply letting the worker tell their story. It is their allegations, their reports, that we're amplifying here. We don't work there. You can judge for yourself what this person says. We've distorted their voice, and they've included information if you want to contact Starbucks yourself. So we'll hear that interview in just a moment. Before we do, I want to ask an important favor. If you like this content, if you think it's important that Wyoming not only have another independent media voice, but an unapologetically working class, solidarity-based media voice, please support us at patreon.com slash solidarityhouse. Your support ensures that we can continue to operate the only commune in the state of Wyoming, that we can host and facilitate political education, collaborative media and art, and to produce podcasts like this one. That's patreon.com slash solidarityhouse. And now here's Sarah with an interview with an anonymous barista who works at the Laramie Starbucks. Again, their perspectives, reports, and opinions are their own. And we all have an interest in standing in solidarity with workers all the time, and especially during this pandemic. Sarah? Today, we are talking with a Laramie local about their experience during this pandemic as a barista at Starbucks on Grandin 30th, which is just down the road from Ivinson Memorial Hospital. They are choosing not to share their name because of concerns that they may face retaliation for doing this interview. How long have you worked at Starbucks? Yeah, I've worked at Starbucks for a bit over a year now. Excellent. And is the store that you work at locally owned franchise or a corporate store? It is a corporate store. That seems like important information to know. The Starbucks website says that we have increased cleaning and sanitizing for all company operated stores to help prevent the spread of all germs, adding paid time for our partners supporting this work. How has that played out specifically at your store? And have there been any challenges as you and your fellow baristas have worked to implement the changes corporate has put in place? How it specifically played out is we wash our hands every 30 minutes. Um, Drive-thru now has hand sanitizer and gloves, uh, though um, those are no longer um, required. And we are supposed to wipe down all major touch surfaces and any contact areas that um, customers may may face it um, with uh, sanitation wipes um, as thoroughly as possible. Also every 30 minutes, but that is not always a thing we can do based on how many people there are or how busy it is. That's always a varying factor. So, uh, we Sometimes we do run short on supplies, such as the sanitation wipes or like ha- um, hand sanitizer, but the hand sanitizer hasn't been like an issue issue. We haven't like run out yet. 
but we have run out of the wipes one or two times since the uh, since um, the COVID pandemic started. So it sounds like uh, you're being asked by corporate to implement changes um, that you're not always given the resources for. Would you say that that's a an accurate characterization of the situation? I would absolutely say that's an accurate characterization. It is a constant concern of mine that I bring up, but get met with, oh, it'll be fine kind of attitude. So you feel like management isn't taking concerns seriously that are brought up by the staff? Yes, and I feel like it comes from a place of too much faith in the company. Do you think that Starbucks new sanitation policies go far enough to protect staff in the community from increased spread? Uh, Why or why not? And if not, what do you think would be sufficient? And do you think that your store is capable of meeting that standard the way that you're currently operating? At one point, it did feel like it was fine enough because we had uh, only our drive-thru going and we would have two baristas working drive-thru. So the person who touched the money never touched the drinks or anything like that. There were a few rule breakers, but that was a very rare occasion for a while. Back when we did were only in word drive through only, I feel like we were actually fairly well equipped to handle it as best as possible with minimum risk to ourselves and to the community. Now that we have the side door open for mobile order grab-and-go and we're gearing up to open up the lobby for limited limited occupancy at a time i'm starting to see more and more issues arise mm-hmm. uh we now only have one person who's required to be in drive through and they're not required to be wearing gloves our staff is getting shorter so it's harder to break away to wash your hands every 30 minutes. And when we're short staff, sometimes it can be hard to get to the customers at the grab-and-go station and before other customers get there, depending on how busy it can be and how many people are trying to pick up mobile orders. That means there's people gathering around on the patio. And though we do have the six-foot markers, people still do walk around and are still like at risk of just not having that much room. The only thing shielding the barista is like if they're right at the table, right behind the plastic shield. That definitely seems concerning, especially uh, since you've expressed that you've run out of wipes a few times and other, um, and come close to running out of other products that you need to continue to meet safety standards. Um, Do you think that they'll be deploying more of those supplies that you need in order to meet this increase, I mean, essentially you're, you're at least doubling the amount of sanitizing you have to do uh, if, if customers are coming into the lobby, correct? Yes. Well, some supplies are getting better, such as corporate would send us uh, these thin little black cloth reusable masks. They now send us closer to a medical grade mask, which is nice, but... Um, Again, that could be eliminated, and those masks are only temporary. We do run out of gloves, uh, which I'm a pretty big person. Me, personally, I'm a big person on gloves, but not everyone is. Uh, It's the sanitation wipes that I worry about the most. 
Definitely. You really need those to wipe down your, your high touch surfaces. Like I'm thinking of when I have gone to Starbucks in the past, the, you know, the card readers and, and even if, even if you're, you're using that card reader, you don't have to hand anything to the barista, but you're touching, you're touching that and whole, probably a bunch of other people have touched that definitely seems like a, like a high transmission risk. Oh yeah. Um, we have everything from our, the buttons on our espresso machines and the handles on those to our brewers to fridge door handles uh countertops like it's a lot and it it roughly takes uh, about 30 minutes to hit the whole store if you are rushing not something you want to be doing in the middle of a pandemic certainly <laughs> Oh, definitely not. And again, it's something that's really difficult to do with a skeleton crew and a rush happening. What, so you're talking about, you've talked a couple times or you've mentioned a couple times about being short staffed. Um, do you feel like, uh, like what, what is the root of that problem or are there, are there multiple causes? Um, is, you know, is it, is it not having enough people on staff or not having enough hours? We're told that we're not scheduled and we don't have enough uh, labor hours available. My thing is, I think we do, it just depends on distribution of staffing rather than just straight up needing more hours. I feel like uh, earlier in the day, there's so many people there to where like sometimes it's kind of hard to find something to do because everyone's doing something. And there are people left kind of just twiddling their thumbs and then we'll lose like a good chunk of people all at once and then another good chunk of people a few hours later leaving say like 5 p.m. later and 5 p.m. and, and later like usually three if we're lucky four people but that is still um, a busy time because that's when people are getting off work. That's when people are going out for dinner and stuff like that. And since we provide food, a lot of people come to us for dinner. Definitely. And you're close to the hospital, which, uh, you know, as we know, probably has, in addition to, your, you know, your sort of regular nine to five staffing hours, probably also has, you know, medical staff getting off at strange times. And so you're not necessarily just like supplying everybody's early morning coffee on the way to work there's a lot of other business during the day it sounds like oh yeah absolutely so you feel like it's it's more of an issue of the distribution of hours if if they were if they were spread around more evenly so it seems like it's more of a store level management problem than a corporate problem uh yes and when this issue is brought up there will be like a change for a little bit and then it'll go back to normal and how the change usually occurs is like there are people who want more hours, but they uh, either don't get enough hours or they are put at times where they're a little bit less needed. And then other, and there are other people who have hour restrictions who will be scheduled sometimes even double of what they uh, have their schedule set to be, and I can get in with a few people that's gotten in the way of uh, religious practice as well. 
Wow. Yeah, that's definitely, that sounds really frustrating. It sounds like management is not incredibly responsive to the, the needs of the baristas, which, which is pretty disappointing, especially considering, you know, I feel like there's been a lot of uh, talk around essential personnel and, you know, praising people who are kind of, you know, who are keeping us going, keeping the rest of us going, um, keeping the rest of us, you know, fed and supplied um, as we're, you know, trying to, to stay home and isolate. Um, that's pretty disappointing to hear, uh, you know, that management's not doing a great job of, of meeting the needs of those individuals. I feel like the manager needs to stop putting unnecessary weight on um, on themselves. That way they can actually focus on these issues and put more time and effort into addressing them rather than taking on unnecessary stresses. That way when people do have these complaints, it just feels like more weight and leads mm -hmm. to frustration. Mm -hmm. Sounds like maybe they need to delegate a little bit more. Oh yeah, absolutely. Do you think that going back to how it was in the beginning when you had only the drive through open, um, would that feel sufficient going forward? Do you think there are areas where the safety standards are are still not high enough? What would you What would you like to see change at the store? A better enforcement of emphasizing sanitation, giving the resources in order to sanitize properly, such as proper staffing and more evened out uh, work days. And if we did go back to uh, two drive-through partners and uh, drive-through only. Yeah, that definitely uh, seems like it would be more manageable. Just thinking about all those people standing around in the store waiting for their drinks uh, makes me kind of nervous. And you, there was one more thing I wanted to ask before we move on. You said that you uh, are a fan of using the gloves and that not everybody does. Um, when you when you are on register and you use the gloves, uh, how many times uh, would you say uh, during your shift that you are able to change your gloves? Because as we know from uh, seeing lots of videos about from nurses uh, and other medical staff about cross contamination, uh, you know, gloves gloves can protect the person wearing them, but uh, you know, if you're touching, if you're touching surfaces and you're handing money to people, that definitely as well presents a transmission risk. Um, and you said that sometimes there are a shortage of gloves. So I'd be interested to know if, you know, how often there are times when, you know, you feel like you should change your gloves and you haven't been able to, for instance. We have a standard of changing gloves every 30 minutes. And there are times where that's definitely doable. Um, but when, when we run out of gloves, we just have to hand it and just overdo and oversaturate our hands with uh, hand sanitizer, which our cleaning chemicals are already harsh enough and like aggressive drying to where like constantly having to hand sanitize after taking payment uh, and returning change or handing drinks out, uh, that, and that can just add to more damage. Has Starbucks provided uh, moisturizing products or something similar? Yes, we do get provided um, Lubriderm, but that doesn't always help. Like sometimes it'll, it'll act as like nice relief for a bit, but the like more long-term damage is there until like you can just have a break from all the chemicals and um, go a few days of lotioning your hands to repair your skin. So essentially having a few days of, of not working. 
either not working or uh, not having a position that requires you to uh, hand sanitize as much as possible. So not working in the register, basically. Mm, yeah, not working in, uh, on the register. If you're like a customer support, which is the person who helps with stocking, getting, uh, getting food, helping out wherever they're needed, cleaning, or if you are uh, the barista on bar. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely... Uh... That definitely seems rough. I, I know I have only been at home, uh, you know, cooking my dinners and doing my dishes. And I've definitely had, uh, you know, several days at the end of the day where, you know, my hands feel like they're about to crack. So it's uh, probably the only people suffering from that worse uh, than y'all right now are the staff at the hospital. All right. So moving on, uh, you had said a little bit um, about, you know, expressing concerns to management and feeling like you're not being heard. Um, and of course, you had asked to do this interview anonymously. Uh, do you feel like Do you feel like your fellow baristas in the store, or even yourself, have uh, avoided giving feedback uh, for fear of of retaliation or reprimand from management? Yes, absolutely. A lot of people have um, just talked to other baristas and other shifts uh, about what they're concerned about and they feel powerless and intimidated by the storm, um, intimidated, intimidated by the storm manager to really bring these issues up consistently. And, uh, anyone who does just kind of gets met with an answer that doesn't really address the concerns. It's more, a lot of people just feel like it's a lot of suck it up and get used to it. Sounds like a, you get that like kind of, sort of non-answer right you get from politicians like thanks for your concern followed by (laughs) followed by nothing related to the question that you asked definitely frustrating and if it is related to the question that we ask or the concerns we bring up it's about how corporate is doing everything they can and the store manager needs the trust and corporate needs the trust of the baristas even though um corporate they, as, I mean, they have gone to stores in Cheyenne and Fort Collins, which are uh, also within the district that we are in, and have talked to the baristas and shifts there. I don't know what those conversations entail, because they haven't given us that um, kindness. Do you think that the community should be demanding more of our local Starbucks? Is, and is there a way that we can we can do that? I do think that the community should be more vocal about concerns if there are any. Because mainly when people talk to us, we don't really get asked questions about our safety standards or anything like that. We just get the question of, hey, when are you opening? Hey, when are you opening? Hey, when are you opening? It's a bit unnerving for a lot of that when we know, like, what... When a lot of us know what we could be doing better, uh, I think the community, much like literally anyone else in the world who hasn't worked at Starbucks, thinks that Starbucks is, although it's corporate, it is you know really high in maintenance and stuff like that, uh, is top notch with everything. But I, so I feel like there may be a bit of over trust. But what I think would definitely be helpful is if people started leaving 
I think it's either, I think it's Google reviews that are cared about a lot. I think if the community started leaving Google reviews about concerns of our sanitation standards, then that might, or even just talking to the store manager in general, because she is all about connecting with the community. I think uh, if people were just a bit more vocal about cleanliness standards and sanitation standards and being sure we are prepared, then that might make the store manager take it a bit more seriously than um, when we voice concerns. We focus a lot on Google reviews, and uh, I don't know if there are, uh, there's like some kind of Starbucks survey thing, but I don't know if it has like a custom answer. I think it might be just multiple choice things. Certainly, and there there may not be a spot to leave an extra comment. Okay, well, Google review is definitely uh, accessible, I think, for, for most members of our community. I want that peppermint mocha frappuccino, but only if I'm not going to be spreading COVID in my community. All right, well, before we wrap up, is there anything we haven't covered that you think it's important for listeners to know? I understand the want for normalcy uh, and how nice it feels coming through Starbucks uh, to feel like everything's okay because we do and we do our best to try to be friendly with our customers and we try to act, form actual connections. I know there's so many regulars that we know the names of and like we have genuine conversations with. Um, and there have been so many people who are like, yeah, I miss coming in every day and like sitting down and talking to these people. And to a degree, a lot of us miss that too, but we have parents that work with us. We have people who have immune system issues work with us. We have people with roommates who have immune system issues. We have a few people who spend a lot of time with their parents and their grandparents. Their biggest concerns is their loved one's safety. And we aim, I think that is something that is relatable. So as much as it is nice to have that feeling of normalcy. Please remember that there is a potential for real threat for a lot of these people. And the normalcy is only a temporary nice feeling until we remember that our loved ones may be at risk around us. Your support on patreon.com slash solidarityhouse ensures that we can deliver this content to the public for free. 